Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here with the 73rd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for being here with me today. Today's episode is brought to you by my newest project, Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. You can get a free 16-page extract of the book at holdembook.com. There are also webinars I will be doing with the authors of Excelling at No Limit Hold'em over the next year and a half or so. Um, we're going to be starting the first webinar in December, and then it will go one webinar each month, um, probably except during the World Series of Poker because all of the authors will be busy playing then. And I'm really excited about it. I believe the first two webinars are going to be with Jared Tendler and Ed Miller. So I'm really looking forward to that. You can get access to the free webinars. There will be some, well, each author is going to be doing two webinars. One will be a free webinar and the other one will be a an exclusive webinar where you have to pay to get in, in it. And you can get access to the free webinars by going to holdembook.com. So check that out and let me know what you think. Today we have a hand from a, what is this? 10,000 euro high roller tournament again. Most of my hands are from higher stakes tournaments. If you guys want to see lower stakes tournament hands, let me know. I'm happy to provide those as well. But this one is from a 10,000 euro high roller tournament in France. So everyone folds to me, and I'm in the small blind with pocket twos. We're playing 600, 1200. I have 240,000 somehow. <laughs> That's lucky. Um, a good tight aggressive kid in the big blind has 70,000, so about 50 big blinds. Everyone folds to me, and I decided to make it 3,100 with my pocket twos. If I was playing this hand today, I'd probably make it 3,600. I'm fine making it three big blinds from the small blind against good players out of position. You really want to kind of bloat the pot preflop so that your positional advantage gets diminished. I think min raising would be the worst of the options because if you min raise, then your opponent's going to call every time and then the stacks are going to be relatively deep. But if you start making a little bit bigger and your opponent calls, now the stacks aren't quite so deep. So I like raising a little bit larger, but 3,000 is fine. My opponent the good tight aggressive kid makes it 8,100. So now I have to call 5,000 more to try to win. How much is this? 8, 9, 10, 11. I have to put in 5 to win about 13,000. 5,000 to win 13,000, give or take a little bit. And my opponent is deep sacks enough to where I think I can justify set mining. It's kind of unfortunate that he only has 62,000 behind. But whenever you're getting about 10 to 1, it's usually fine to go ahead and set mine. I'm not going to say it's great, but that is sort of the cutoff, and here we are getting roughly 13 to 1. So barely good enough. Um, I mean, I, if my opponent really is a very good kid, I should probably consider folding, but I don't like folding. We'll see a flop. <laughs> flop comes 10 3 2. It's pretty good. I have a set. Two hearts. I like to check. I'm going to be checking in this spot pretty much every time. I definitely want my opponent to bet. And he bets 7,500. So at this point, he has 5,400 behind. He's betting 7,500 into the 18,000 chip pot. And I think I could either call or raise. I, the benefits to calling is that, or the main benefit to calling is that it really underrepresents my hand because a lot of people do just check raise the flop when it's when there's a flush draw on the board if they have a good made hand because they are afraid of getting outdrawn. And whenever you call, your hand does not look so much like a made hand. It looks more like a marginal hand. Well, it looks like a made hand, but just a marginal hand, like ace three or pocket sixes, something like that. So that may induce my opponent to continue bluffing. And I'm really not so concerned about him having a flush draw. You have to recognize a flush draw makes up such a tiny percentage of my opponent's range that I really 
do not need to worry too much about that. So it turns a seven of hearts. So the flush draw gets there. Oh, well, I guess I should say the benefits of check raising is that you get to get your whole stack in if your opponent does happen to have a good hand. Also, a benefit of calling is if your opponent is total bluffing with a hand like ace nine or king six or something like that. He's drawing pretty much dead and letting him stay in the pot when he's pretty much dead is never really that bad of a thing. So, like I said, the turns of seven of hearts. I'm just going to check this. I am not too concerned about... Um, again, I'm not so concerned about the flush. If I check and my opponent bets something like 20,000 into the 33,000, I probably would have check raised all in. But if he bets small, I'd probably just continue check calling. I do recognize that a heart could come on the river and that would be pretty unfortunate. But I'm really just fine letting my opponent bluff off. It is really important to give your opponent every opportunity to make a mistake. And whenever you check raise them, it forces your opponent to play well most of the time. So they do it. They give us one of the worst rivers, the five of hearts. Certainly not what I wanted to see. So now there are four hearts on four hearts on the board. Ten, three, two, seven, five, and I have a set. So I think checking is the only play that makes any sense. Even though it went check, check on the turn, <laughs> there's no value in betting right here. My opponent's always going to call with a flush and never going to fold, or never going to call with two pair. So I think checking is the only play that makes any sense. So I check, and then my opponent bets 18,000 into the 13,000 chip pot. And here's where you really have to do your best, especially in live poker, to make a read on your opponent. And assuming you have no reads on your opponent, you should probably call. I know that sounds crazy, but first off, we need to be right 25% of the time to show a profit. So how often will my opponent have a heart in his hand? And of course, simple math is probably not good enough for this because obviously your opponent's going to bet more hearts on the flop than non-hearts, you would think. Um, So he's probably slightly more likely to have a heart, but... Each card in his hand is roughly 25% to be a heart, give or take. And there are a bunch of them on the board. So he's probably around 40-ish percent to have a heart in his hand. So if he's going to have a heart 40% of the time, that means he does not have a heart 60% of the time, which means I'm going to win 60% of the time when I call here. Um, Obviously, again, it's not quite that simple, but that's somewhat the gist of it. Also, you have to assume that most good, tight, aggressive kids are going to realize that I have a marginal hand in this spot. So if my opponent cannot beat a marginal hand, like a 10, he should strongly consider turning all of his non-flushes into bluffs. And I totally agree that my opponent will be betting this with any heart. Um, I don't know if he's going to bet any heart. Like, say he has pocket fours with a four of hearts, he's just going to check. So that also takes a few of the possible hearts he could even have in his hand out of of his betting range, because maybe he's only betting something like ace, king, queen, jack, and nine of hearts. So if there are only five hearts that he could possibly be betting on the river, then I think my call becomes pretty easy if he's ever bluffing. That's really what it amounts to, is, is how often is the opponent bluffing? If he is never bluffing, because he's just a straightforward player, then it probably does not make a lot of sense to call. Even though I beat, even though I have a reasonable made hand, I beat all the bluffs, my opponent's just never bluffing. Um, on the other hand, if I know my opponent's going to bet everything whenever I check to him, except for maybe the two of hearts, four of hearts, six of hearts and eight of hearts, then I think I certainly have a very easy call. In general, though, especially when I'm playing against aggressive opponents, I do think this is a fairly standard call. And I see a lot of amateur players folding in this spot very frequently because they 
It's just so easy to be beat in their minds. And I agree, it is easy to be beat. But at the same time, if your opponent's good, he should know to bluff. So I look him up. Seems like a pretty easy call. And he shows up with Jack of Clubs, Six of Diamonds for nothing. So kind of a cool spot. Um, I, I remember, my opponent re-raised me preflop with his hand. So maybe maybe assessing him as a good, tight, aggressive kid was not quite accurate. I don't really have a problem three betting Jack six offsuit because it is a trash hand, probably not good enough to call with, so it makes it a good candidate to three bet bluff. And I do think once my opponent gets to this river, <laughs> he might as well take a stab at it. It's the only way he's going to win, so he is at the bottom of his range. And anytime you're at the bottom of your range, it's usually not a horrible idea to bluff. I do think turning a hand like Jack 10 into a bluff would be a bad play. So just be aware that whenever your opponent is betting in this spot, it's usually going to be a stone bluff. So that's going to be it for this week. Remember to check out the webinars. I actually learned a lot from the chapter I wrote with Olivier Bousquet. Well, he did most of the writing. I just sat there and tried to get all the good information out of him, which I think I did. And he actually talks about three-bet bluffing with hands like Jack X, particularly in heads-up situations, which is pretty much what I was in in that scenario. So if you want more information about what my opponent was doing here, I strongly suggest you check out his chapter in Excelling at No Limit Hold'em and also sign up for for the free webinars. That's going to be it for this week. I'll talk to you next week.